Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Interrupted, Season 3, Episode Number 5, The Body Bag Week. Holy moly. Uh, I am your host, John McStravick, uh, joined here by my fellow co-host. Alex Katev. Hey, Alex. Uh, we got another week in the books. Uh, week two. Uh, it was an interesting one. Um, some ups, some downs, some uh, rebounds, some uh, leveling out of uh, other high flyers from week one. Um, so let's get right into it. No more small talk, though. Uh, let's first talk about how did you do this week? Well, recap how your three leagues went and um, your general thoughts. Uh, right now, overall, the entire season, I am five and one. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty good. Holy moly. Well, well done. Well done. I know you did really well in our league this week. You had a big t- uh, clash of Titans early in the season between you and Sam. Um, it seems and... like that's going to be a trend this year that if you play me, uh, I'm going to have to do my best every single week. And so are you. Yes, that is back to back weeks of uh, you having be somebody within 10 points and you both putting up 140 plus points uh, two weeks in a row for both teams, that, uh, both you and the teams you played. Yeah, a lot of that came from the waiver wire, though, this week. Uh, I picked up uh, New England's defense and they got me 37 points. Yeah, defense. That's oof, well, OK, that's that's somewhere where I'm struggling in all my leagues right now. Um, yeah, I went. uh uh, I went one and two again, so I'm uh, two and four for the season. I am two and zero oh in one league and zero oh and two in two other leagues. So um, I'm, it's I'm not kind of going. I'm panic rolling. though. Not no, time. it's not. It's not. I'm I'm rolling all or nothing right now. So right now my main focus is in my league uh, that I'm two and zero, oh, and that's the league that we are in together, our LA Locals league. Uh, yeah, my other two leagues. I'm just the the other redraft league. I am just. I got nothing. It's a lot of mediocrity on my team because I had the first overall pick. I got Kamara. He flew up a not a great game this week, and then that's everybody not else, his fault. No, and I don't blame him. I mean that. I mean, there's nothing I can control with that. But then my problem is most everybody else has sort of had a mediocre week as well. Like everybody was around seven, eight, nine points. All my wide receivers. Uh, my quarterback was the only one. I, I I flipped in Garoppolo, who got me 25 points, but. He carried the load, and nobody else could help out. So I, I got, I did not not do well in that league. In my dynasty league, I'm not feeling good about it. I, I don't have enough anywhere. I, I traded Cooper Cup uh, in the beginning of the season for a first round pick in this coming up draft because uh, I just figured I could use the draft picks to still try to get running backs. I need running backs, running backs, running backs, and he was expendable as a wide receiver to me because he was like my third slash fourth wide receiver, depending on the week. So that's where I'm at. Uh, so I'm, on, I'm not sure what the Rams are doing. They're changing a lot of things up. Yeah, well, that was part of my thinking was he's already 26. I think it's only his third season. And Whew. he's um, and, and they just spread the ball around so much, and they have other talented guys there, and they obviously have a run game. that So they really have a lot of options that week in and week out he can't be counted on. Not that he doesn't have the talent and the rapport with golf, just the way they run their offense there. 
Um, so anyway, well, that's how we're doing. Uh, you're flying high. I'm just kind of just above ground level, but uh, I'm feeling good in my uh, R League. We are together because I I had two tough matchups in the lower echelon of point scores. Uh, I relied on Baker Mayfield and uh, Odell Beckham to have bounce back games, and they sure. That, that, let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. Uh, we have somebody in our league who tried to jinx you into not winning, as if that were a real thing. But they wrote uh, congratulations that you won before the game even started. Mm, was that the opponent that I played this week? Yeah, that was Bill. Bill did that to you. Very nice, very nice. See, maybe it was good. I didn't even see that this week. I will come back high and say thank you for. He, I'll say he's a very smart man. I would like to say as well. That's my strategy. A lot of times, I'll turn my phone off. I will not check Facebook. I'm not trying to let someone get inside my head. So I'll wait until the game's over before I'll even look at any of that stuff. Well, I'll just let him know that the reason I won is because of Antonio Brown. If it wasn't for Antonio Brown, I wouldn't have won that game. So, <laughs> and he's a Steelers sure, fan. So as a Steelers hurt. fan, he will so much appreciate that. He'll love that Antonio Brown put, put me over the hump there. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's move on. Um, let's see. So this week, uh, what else was there? Oh, the one other thing I wanted to talk about was that we talked about last week. I had an offer for somebody who was going to trade me Wentz for Deshaun Jackson. I was we talked about it. I was like, you talked me into it. I was going to do it. And then this kind of is a segue into the breaking news. Then AB strikes again. <laughs> and at the beginning of the week, I think right after we recorded the podcast, um, news breaks maybe later that day that he's now being sued for sexual assault. I'm just like, ah, he just can't, he just loves the limelight no matter what. And he, as, as his coach, as his manager, as his owner, I'm going on a roller coaster ride with him. Uh, sexual assault's very serious, but just in the sense of what he does and he just can't stay out of trouble. So anyway, I then decided I, I can't let go and, and drop my depth even further for Wentz. I was going to ride Baker Mayfield and I kept uh, Deshaun. Now he got hurt in that game, so we'll see. But I still think he'll be fine. He'll play more. He'll, he'll be he'll be back. So I, I'm okay with the move now. Um, Baker Mayfield still isn't quite doing yet what I was expecting him to do. Uh, I might have to try to dip into the waiver wire to get a QB as a backup, and uh, we'll go from there. From from what I saw tonight in Monday Night Football, it wasn't his fault all the time. He had some overthrows, but for the most part, he had a couple wide receivers that dropped the ball, uh, literally and figuratively. Uh, so those stats come out of his paycheck. Uh, so I still like Baker Mayfield. I still think you should trade Deshaun Jackson away because he's made of paper mache and he will break at some point. Uh, but for now, you know, you want to hold on to him, that's fine. You're going on the Antonio Brown roller coaster ride, which uh, I am not a fan of. And as you know, I don't normally take the drama, save it for your mama. Yeah, well, you know, I I made my bed and I got to sleep in it too. So I drafted him. I, uh, surprisingly, I've talked to a few other people who've had him in other leagues, and they've gotten offers for him. I got no offers for AB. Like nobody wanted to even try to like buy uh, buy low. Like nobody offered me anything for him. Here's the I problem. Surprising. No, well, it's not surprising to me. The reason is because he's not going to be in the game the whole time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He played all the time because he cried like a baby if he didn't get to play. But with the Belichick system, he's probably got five plays you know, guaranteed in there, and then anything else may be, you know, substitution or adjustments. But he's not going to get the same snap count that he did. So he'll still put up double digits, but he's not getting you 20, 30 points every single game. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think the more he gets uh, woven into that offense, I think the more they're going to go to him. How Belichick, old is Tom Brady? 41. Oh, okay. 
Just checking. What kind of player is AB? Just throw him the ball in his area and he'll go get it. No, That's all I, he's got to do. I agree as long as um, Perfect isn't anywhere near him. Well, I, I actually think he's going to be fine. Um, but it's a matter of will he actually stay on the field because of his off-field issues is more what I'm worried about. Not, well, when it not comes the to play that, calling in New England. I assume Robert Kraft is going to make it all go away. Well, he made his own problems go away. So. Uh, I'm saying. But, we don't um, hear about that anymore. No. Um, okay. Well, then, uh, one last topic on the opening discussion here is uh, I was just curious, how do you watch the games? Do you, do, like, how do you keep track of your, your fantasy teams? Do you watch a lot of these games? Are you only following on the apps? Do you dip in and out certain games? Like, what do you kind of do on Sunday slash Monday? Uh, well, Sunday is kind of like a religion to me. Uh, we've got one giant TV mounted on the wall, and then I bring in an additional TV, just fits underneath it and the entertainment sister system and then i go picture and picture on the big one so i've got three of them going at one time and generally i'm checking my phone for the scores of my games and then i've got a tablet nearby just in case i need to go to the bathroom so you were just plugged in full on on sundays i really enjoy the eye test getting to watch a lot of the players and kind of see what the coaches are doing i feel if anything that helps me for waiver wire it's it's kind of seeing the usage of players, and so I can't do that unless I've got three to four screens at a time. Well, I commend you, sir, because I don't do that. I have done that in the past, and I will say it is a blast to do. <laughs> it um, is heaven. I remember a few Sundays where like, I would wake up and just stay in bed and have the TV on, have my iPad on on a different game, have my phone, and then have my laptop on my lap, mm-hmm. and haven't even got out of bed. It is. It's quite enjoyable. So I got two games going. I got my laptop following the games, refreshing Twitter, the whole nine, and those are enjoyable. But uh, I now I, I feel it's a combination of finding the time, also just needing to relax a little bit and not have another <laughs> stressful, nervous energy uh, throughout the day when I can just chill out when my team's not playing. Um, so, so I generally just follow it on the app, especially cause if I'm at the bar, I'll be watching like the Eagles or something. I'll just be following on the app. Occasionally I'll take a look at a TV if I see like a replay or something, but I'm usually focused on my game. And then after that, it just depends on what the game, if there's like an exciting matchup, I might stick around. But outside of that, I, I don't follow them too often, uh, multiple games at once, uh, which can be a detriment. I, I think you do get a better feel for who's doing what. How do they actually look in the field when they're playing? Because that might still give you even cues to like, I think they'll keep going to him later on in the season, that kind of stuff. So there is definitely an advantage to keeping an, uh, an actual eye on a- as many games as possible. Yeah, I mean, you got to know when the backup's about to start taking over the starting job. Yeah. Well, speaking of, let's get to the breaking news segment. Breaking news. Um, and we've already touched on this. Already touched on this a little bit. So uh, the AB, the never-ending story, the roller coaster ride that is my season in our league so far. Um, everything seemed to be going well. Uh, AB, he forced his way out by his socially engineered Twitter uh, escapades. Then he uh, got himself signed to the team he's always wanted to be on. That was the New England Patriots. And everything seemed to be going well. It's like, that's great. That's exactly the team that can manage him, that can has the, the weapons around him to play up to his ability. And then the other shoe drops, and he has a sexual assault uh, lawsuit that just come out of the woodwork. So everything that came out, uh, everybody seems surprised by this. The Patriots, the NFL, uh, what more came out later in the week is that he actually was in settlement talks with this woman. 
now this is only a civil suit. This isn't a criminal suit. It was just to uh, for compensation for damages rather than trying to send him to jail or anything. Uh, that he almost had a settlement for $2 million earlier in the week. And then by the, uh, he, or I'm sorry, he had settlement for $2 million in May and then he walked away from it. And then that's when they knew that she was going to be coming out with these allegations later in the season. And this is when the shoe decided to drop. So, uh, we're going, uh, innocent until proven guilty, uh, route right now, especially because the civil suit, it's kind of hard to flesh out who's telling what. Um, but as far as fantasy football, he seems like he's still kind of going to be on the team. He played this week. He had a decent amount of receptions and yards and had a touchdown. Uh, so they're easing him in there as fast as they can up there in New England. Uh, but uh, it's going to be week to week to me with this guy. Like there could just be other stuff. It just feels like I feel like I'm going to get a good few weeks out of him and then something else is just going to explode and they're going to like drop him, cut him, bench him, something like that. Yeah, I don't think they'll cut him. It sounds like extortion. I mean, it smells, it reeks of extortion. Uh, why Why now? I don't, I don't disbelieve that it happened or, you know. Just... Yeah, but there's always a feel for these types of things. Like, it's happened in a few other uh, leagues as well. In the NBA, to Chris Porzingis, it happened. So these things do happen from time to time. It does just have that feel to it. But again, I think it just goes away. I feel like, uh, you know, it's not like the Ray Rice situation where we no longer hear from him again. Yeah, so... I'm just going to take it week to week. Uh, and then with that, um, let's move on to, um, speaking of AB then, uh, let's talk about then his former uh, pass-throwing buddy, Big which, Ben. Which I've been saying for at least a year that any minute now he's done. Well, uh, so uh, Big Ben uh, had a big elbow injury, and then it came out today that he's having season-ending injury uh, yep. surgery, and he will no longer play for the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. This uh, season or ever Questionably. Again. Does this mean ever, uh, dot, 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 ever uh, play again for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, We will see. I almost felt like for a moment before I found out how serious it was and all is that he was faking it. After he saw their pitiful performance in week one, I thought maybe he's like, that's it. I want out. I don't want to be here. Uh, Because he's floated a retirement before and almost wants to be begged to come back. He he wants that adulation. Yeah, Uh, I actually actually read an article that he went to quarterback camp. Um, Let's see. It's Andrew Luck's quarterback camp for quitters. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. That one may not be legit. That may be trolling. Uh, Yeah, so... Uh, it seems like sure. that class could just keep getting bigger and bigger this season, so it we'll could. have to keep tabs on that. And I'm pretty sure that's the class that he took. So he's just following lead. He's, you know, Andrew Luck was the number one quarterback, and Big Ben wants to be one, so he's going to do the same thing. Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, and it must have been like an, a different uh, lesson that he learned, like other ways that you can get out of it. Uh, fake elbow injury. Um, so, but speaking of, uh, injury season ending injuries or big injuries overall, uh, he wasn't the only one. Also, uh, your backup quarterback, Drew Brees also out for six weeks now with a thumb injury. Like, yeah, I didn't enjoy that. He got me negative 0.5 points in one of my leagues. Uh, so that was not fun. No, no, no. That takes a big tumble. Um, so I guess your strategy worked, but now it doesn't really matter. Um, well, I've got an IR spot, so I yeah. can just shove him down there, and that's a pretty good person to put in there. No, for sure, for sure, especially if they go deep into the playoffs. Um, you know he's going to be pissed. <laughs> you know he's going to be upset. So Yeah, 
No, that guy's a gamer. I, I love Drew Brees. Um, I, I think he'll be back, and the, the Saints will still be in there. They just got to tread water. They got to lease if they can go five hundred. <laughs> They've got to okay. tread. They've got to tread Teddy Bridgewater. Ooh, <laughs> man, oh. did I set you up for that one? Zing. More than you. Uh, well done, my friend. Well done. Um, and uh, other Take ones. There was uh, somebody had the kissing disease. Uh, also, uh, what is this favorite, about? Ugh. Favorite who did he, who did he drink from after? the New York Jets? I mean, like the Jets, man. Just. It's the Jets. I feel like uh, the guy because I thought big things for him. Him and Crowder's connection was big, and, and Bell is one of the best running backs in football. So I really thought a lot for him. I, I drafted him in one of my leagues. Well, and they played really well last week. They ended up losing, I believe, but they still put up a lot of points and played well. Bell had a great game. Um, Crowder had a great game, and that was like a big bounce-back season for him. It was his fourth year, and he finally had like a breakout game, it felt like, and finally had a connection with a – a quarterback and like a, an offense that was going to be featuring him a lot. Right. And now, now what? Uh, now he's yeah, out indefinitely. But here's the thing. Even if he wasn't out, his schedule is the Patriots a bye. He's got Dallas. He's got the Patriots again. I mean, even if he were playing, I wouldn't start him because the defense is that he's playing. Yeah. I read about that too. <laughs> Insult to injury is that they lost again tonight on Monday night to the Browns. And now they have this like grueling, grueling uh, schedule coming yeah. up, right? The stretch on their schedule. So no good. Uh, also, Gurais from, I think that's how you said. I don't nope. know. Gurais, Geis, Geis, Geis. Okay. That's weird, but sure. It's like um, ice, but Geis. Oh, right. Yeah. That's fine. I butcher names all the time, so you're here to fix it for me. I appreciate it. Editing on the fly. I love it. Uh, he tore his meniscus, I believe, so this guy just has paper knees. Uh, talk about player, paper football players. I mean, that poor guy. Name, besides AP, when was the last relevant Washington running back? Uh, I, I mean... Uh, Al- Alfred Morris had one game? <laughs> Yeah, it seems like each season they find this new going to be their bell cow running back, and then he either gets hurt or for some reason just fades away. Like, I, I yeah. But again, the Washington is kind of the Jets of the yeah. NFC. I agree. Where as much hype or young guys they yep. get or They're bring in break the free agents. Redskins. Yes, yes, exactly. Jets, 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 Jets. Oh, oh boy. Well, anyway. as long. Uh, so those are the big uh, breaking news uh, this week. So um, from there, let's uh, get into our strategy talk. Strategy talk. Let's first start off with our um, biggest surprise and biggest disappointment of the week. Let's do it. My biggest surprise was actually uh, Ross from Cincinnati Bengals. He put up double digits again, kind of sustained that hype that was going around him, unlike Sammy Watkins. Um, okay. My biggest surprise is your tight end from Baltimore Ravens. I don't even, what's his name? Max Williams? Is that what his name is? <laughs> Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Okay. So I don't even know his name. Like, I still don't know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> but I looked at his stats again. I'm just like, is this, did he put up 30 plus points again in our league? It was 20, 21 points, but it's like, 21. he put up 22 last week. He's already put up more points than all of my tight ends combined last season. Holy crap, man. I was like, how does this and when happen? did I get him? The eighth round? The ninth round? I, I, I think you got remember. him like the 10th round. That was the 10th was at least round? The ten, I think it was the 10th round when you picked him up. And I, I man, your, your draft strategy really like. I'm telling you. 
off the charts, man, so far. That was I, I, that guy was nowhere near what, my radar. On no one's radar. He, no, I, I saw it so, too because so there was the, only what, one more what person. So was it about him? Was it him specifically, something he did last year, or is it because of the quarterback <laughs> that he has? It's because of the quarterback that he has. Okay. The quarterback changed from uh, Flacco, who never used his tight ends, always through these long passes that never was to anybody and just hope someone ran onto it. That's all Flacco ever did. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. But they've been trying to filter through tight ends for the past few seasons. Maybe, obviously, it was a Flacco problem, and you just figure the young quarterback that has good gun, let's get it to the tight end. It's not a bad strategy. Um, yeah, and like I said, no one was really uh, talking about him. No one looked at him. Everyone was going for all the names, like O.J. Howard and you know Kittle, and they're not really producing right now. That's kind of uh, a shock. That's a disappointment. No, well, that's that was my strategy, though. I was like, I got to get the top two tight ends if I have a chance. And then, because uh, after that, I feel like it's just a crapshoot. You're rolling the dice. Kind of the same thing as running back. Like, after you get the first five running backs, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know, man. Like, and honestly, McCaffrey didn't do much on Thursday night football. And, and Kamara's not going to be much for the next six to eight weeks. Yeah, because they're just going to stack the hell out of that box for him. So if, if you didn't get Saquon Barkley or, man, even David Johnson, didn't he get hurt? Uh, I don't know. Did he, did he get hurt? He hurt oh. his wrist at some point. Oh, man, see, same same thing. That guy you just can't trust him. Um, and then the other thing was, uh, who? I mean, Zeke played really well again. Dallas is looking pretty tight. He's right got. Now. They've got the best offensive line in football. Yeah. Um, so then, who would be your biggest disappointment? Yeah, OJ Howard with zero points is like, where where did he go? What happened to him? He was double digits last season. And you would think Jameis Winston would need, like, a safety valve, but they won, even though he wasn't targeted. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to see. Uh, my biggest disappointment, you know, I on my team, I, I guess, oh, Mike Evans, I guess, was, oh, I mean, ha, yeah. Evans didn't play great. Hopkins didn't play great. Again, I didn't watch these games, so I don't know how to, it's not like I can blame them. I can't blame Hopkins. I'm going to disappoint in the sense of, uh, you know, Everybody has one off game here and there, but um, yeah, he, he didn't do anything for me in my keeper league. Uh, so I don't actually have another huge disappointment. I'm trying to think who else did I watch? I mean, what Mike Evans doesn't disappoint me because I told you not to draft him, he'll be okay. If I, I don't know, I actually can't say that because that quarterback down there, I, he, he doesn't have a quarterback thrown to him, so that's Mike Evans' problem. Um, all right, so anyway, I'm going to do better next time for having a disappointment player because, um, yeah, I just don't have one that I, I can just pull out of my hat right now. Um, let's move on then to other things. So what is your just general thoughts then from week two? Um, kind of where does everybody stand? Is there any kind of um, realignments that you've seen or players that you think balanced back out? Is Yeah, is there any players you think of realignment that are – going to be better now than you thought or going to be worse than you thought or any other general thoughts now after week two, which is usually kind of this starts to turn this tide back to a median uh, average of how these players will, will end up. You know, I think, uh, I think AB has as potential to look up, like you were saying, he's got the best quarterback. So I think that's one of the things um, uh, Marlon Mack went back to life. Uh, that was another, uh, change or adjustment kind of from the 20 points that he put up or 25 points from last week. Um, well, oh, well, well on that, that, on that um, talking about that, I was looking a little bit at your roster, uh, Austin Eckler, though. 
uh, talking about like backups who are filling into lead roles now. I yeah. mean, same thing. I I just always saw him as just kind of a B guy and just your backup and not a guy who even if he get the ball would be able to fill in. But I mean, he gave you twenty plus points this week, and you, between him and him and uh, Mac though are balancing each other out. It seems and like honestly, you got honestly, one I or the other. That. It's a good strategy to roll for so having those kind of running backs. Yeah, I mean, that goes back to our wide receiver first strategy, picking these guys later in the rounds. Yeah. Um, kind of yeah. hoping to get lucky on sort of a backup or a guy that has potential. And But I agree with you. I didn't expect him to be so good as a starter because every time he got the ball or he knew he was starting, he would get 10 points or fewer. So I didn't think he'd do as well as he, he is, but maybe it's because of Keenan and Allen um, taking more attention away. I'm not really sure, but at some point I am going to sell him. Okay, so yeah, you're just using him for some bait now, but use him while you got him. Um, I'm just not trying to to think of him as my bell cow. You know, I, I'm not. I know I'm very thankful and appreciative of the things that he's given me, but I don't expect that after week ten. Right. So, uh, are you considering any trades? You, do you have ideas in in your mind of like people you want to move yet, or is this still too too early for you to start trying to make some moves and know where people are at or what you need? I can't really think of anything right now. I would always take a wide receiver, though. <laughs> uh, as it seems many people would. I guess that's the funny thing is that that's really the only thing people will trade for is a wide receiver because if anybody has any reliable running back almost whatsoever, they're not going to move them at all. Agreed. They're not going to include them in anything. Yeah. Um, you would have to give... And people don't trade quarterbacks in our league. Yeah, I know. And that goes back to I didn't end up making that move, and I talked about it just because... I was worried about my wide receiver depth. And, and that's one of my biggest issues I'm noticing now on my team. And I, I think most people, a lot of people have these issues. Is just the depth on my bench isn't great. Where even on my starting lineup, I have some uh, average to above average guys in certain positions, even in the flex or even in my main spots, uh, roster spots. But my bench was barren this week. Like, it was awful. Um, I think I had uh, uh, um, Peyton Barber on there. He was my best running back on the bench, but I mean, like this guy's just last yeah, week was but awful. He's touchdown dependent, right? He was awful. If last he didn't, week. if he didn't score that touchdown, he doesn't get you any right. Points. And and I honestly, oh, let's get to this. This is the other part to get to is that I was going to drop him this week. Uh, I was putting up for some waiver Oof. wires, uh, and yeah. you snaked me. You didn't and get you it. Snaked me, uh, yeah. Malcolm Brown. You uh, you outbid me, uh, and I was going to drop Barber and get Malcolm Brown. Uh, I think I bet around thirteen dollars, twelve, twelve dollars, and you, you did twelve dollars. Did you eighteen? Eighteen. Yeah, 18. you went in, um, and that was funny because we had that discussion of how much do you spend in that first week, and I was going through that in my head, and I was, but part of the reason was also I put in to get um, Terry McLaren, uh, the wide receiver from oh, Washington. Okay. So. Sure. So you that was part of my logic in the Deshaun trade was, okay, if I can get McLaren, I will then trade Deshaun, but I didn't get him. Yep. So then I was getting a little trigger shy and I didn't. But Frankie did get him who wanted Deshaun. Right. And I, and I, I had a feeling he was going to make a play for him, but I was like, at how much? And then I was worried, well, what if I get both these guys? And that's why I still did about 13 and 14 maybe for McLaren. I did maybe 12 for um, Brown. Um, right, right. And I, I was thinking too much of getting both of them and worrying about what they would do to my fab budget rather than just playing them individually, betting enough to get each of them individually. And then I got, I ended up getting screwed and got neither of them. And now I'm just sitting on the <laughs> same roster I had last And here's the, here's the fun part about your math is that I put in two bids for two players, thought the same thing. I don't want to do too much. 
So my total came out to twenty five dollars as well. Yours was twelve and thirteen, and mine was eighteen and seven. Yeah, and I so it still equaled the same pricing. We still we still valued this round the same. That the max that I could spend is a quarter of my yeah. budget. Because this was, because we talked about, and there's been many seasons past where I almost forget this almost forget to spend any money, and then I have this big right. cash pile that then I have in the past towards the later weeks just went like. $45 on a guy who's not worth 45 but, but at the end of the season, he's worth that. To just even get, like, right. three weeks squeezed out of him, it's worth it if that, like, gets you in the playoffs or gets you a higher uh, a higher ranking spot. So so you don't really need that right now. You're 2-0 and in our league, yes, right? Yes, I did. So I ended up squeaking out uh, Baker Mayfield and uh, Beckham. They came through for me. Beckham had a really big game. Uh, Baker Mayfield had a, had a okay game, still below what his uh, expected total was, but it was enough. He to did better than Aaron Rodgers. Oh, so there you go. That's something. Um, and, I mean, even with Wentz, Wentz ended up having a good game. But, my God, for half that game, I mean, he looked lost. Uh, granted, he also was minus four of his top receivers for half the game. Um, but it, it, he ended up having a good game because he ended up connecting with a couple guys later in the game, and they did get a touchdown. So he ended up getting 20-plus points. But, you know, I, I was looking at the waiver wire. Um, there's 20-plus guys, uh, the quarterbacks just sitting there. So, like, now I keep Deshaun. I can maybe try to make a flyer for – one of these guys instead, not have to trade my guy, and then also look for a wide receiver to pick up as well. And, you know, I would have liked McLaren a lot. I actually wanted McLaren more than I wanted Brown. Um, but, you know, that's where we're at right now. And I still think the waiver wire has actually, I'm looking at it, has some decent guys on there that are worthy of taking a look even in week two. Uh, so, so we can get it. Uh, so that's what I'm going to look at. Yeah, we'll get more into who they are, uh, I guess, after the waiver wire. We'll go into kind of who we target and who, who we wanted. Uh, since no one's really listening beforehand to use this as a tool, probably. No. Our, our, league guy, <laughs> our guys are too dumb. Like, none of them would think, oh, well, I should listen to their podcast to get inside their head. It would be a it, good idea. It would be a good – I would it do would it. Be. It would be a good strategy. Yeah, if somebody else had a podcast in our league, I would do it. But the, these guys, they don't <laughs> think like we think. Um, yeah, but most of the quarterbacks right now are the highest on the waiver wire as far as fan points go in our league. Yeah, I think there's a lot of guys that people kind of forgot about. Kind of, you know, the Jimmy Garoppolo, the Cars. So I'm, I'm uh, yeah, and, and I mean the Keenums, Daltons, Allens, they're all putting up good points. Uh, better than right. some of the and starters. If you can get that, one of them, you should yeah, go get them. better em. than some of the starters are in our league. And like I have Trubesky, and he just looked awful for the second week in a row. But. Your 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 wide receiver strategy is still working. It out. is. It is. It's keeping me afloat right now. I gotta. I have to plug and play a few spots here. I think quarterback. I have to shore up a little bit, at least with a good backup. And I, I would like to then just stretch out that wide receiver depth a little bit more as well, just to have more than just now either Deshaun or AB or or Allen on the bench. Um, because if my RB thing is just going to be what it is, I'm still going to take a few flyers on some running back backups, uh, guys who are young or something that maybe by later in the season they can come into the run a little bit. Uh, that's what I picked up Justice Hill, though. I did get him. Uh, he's one of those guys, uh, Baltimore's running back, I handcuffed him with uh, Ingram. And that's kind of the strategy I'm trying to go back as far as the running back. So running back will be just this continuous thing of changing it up to just see if I can find uh, a hidden gem somewhere. That That's the strategy there. Yeah, I'm not sure about the – I haven't really looked at the running back situations – um, as far as the waiver wire goes right now, uh, the wide receivers, again, that was last week. It seemed like there were like two or three, like you know, Tyrell Williams that got taken or um, 
you know, the the Ross or the, the you were talking about the one you wanted, the McLarens, all, the Terrys, all those guys. So it seemed like last week was waiver wire with the exception of Malcolm Brown being the running back I took and I spent $18 on. So let's talk about that. I can't spend money for the next three weeks, apparently. And he only put up five points now. He kind of came back down too as well. But I, I didn't buy him for this no. week. I bought him because they put him in twice on the goal line. He looked solid. He was running through people. They've obviously overworked Todd Gurley. They're obviously switching things up. You know, who knows? You know, it takes one good hit, and then all of a sudden, he's the man. So I've, I've got him for the future. He was absolutely me thinking, how much would I speak? How much would I spend if he came in in week four? I, you know? And I was looking at him as that kind of play, too. It was almost going the same, going, going back to my backup running backs, young guys who might get more action as the week's gone on. So I would have held on to him. It wouldn't have, it's not just like cashing in quickly and hoping he keeps that fire. I would, I would have, that would have been a long play, especially for, again, trying to put up that kind of money when you do those kind of things. Um, right. And I got both of those players. I got New England, which played Miami. So they got me 37 points. And this week it's Dallas. Uh, the Cowboys who play Miami. So you have them. Oh, so, I, and I was just going to say, I was like, the one thing that's been my not, Dallas I've had for the past two weeks, and they were awful this week as far as fantasy goes. Nothing. But yep. if they're playing Miami, which I did not realize because I thought I was going to drop them, now I'm going to hold on to them for a week. So now at least for the defense, I can be good for one more week. So thanks for putting that out. You would have checked oh, I would have. I would have, yes, absolutely. But I didn't even realize that, so now I don't even have to do that yeah. anymore. So. Oh, believe me, I've looked it up. I, I want to know the entire season. I'm just going to I'm gonna start picking up de- all the defenses. Give me every defense that Miami plays every single week. I'm going to spend all the yeah, money. Yeah, so pretty much Miami should just be on your radar all the time. That should be the first thing you yeah, do as far as research each week is who is Miami. That, actually should, that should actually be the breaking news as we leave, yes. uh, talking about Minka Fitzpatrick being traded to the Steelers for first a first-round pick. pick. I mean – I this is true tank. I, I think we can say this is a true tank in oh, the NFL. Like so far, we are two for two, three for three. Everything we've said has been pretty on point as far as calling teams out. This I year. mean, they are went they got shut out yesterday, forty three to nothing. I mean, it is a fire sale down there, like none that we have ever seen in professional football. It's quite yep, amazing. Get it while it's hot. How many first round picks are they going to have? My question is, how are they even going to afford all those guys come like five years from now? But a, a discussion for a different day. Um, I think that was a great thing to end it on. Any? Um, do you have any uh, uh, bold predictions for the week? Oh, way to put me on the spot. Let's uh, let's say the Saints and Teddy Bridgewater actually get their act together and look like a cohesive team. How about that? I like it. I like it. Uh, Bold prediction of the week. Um, I'll say Miami scores a touchdown. (laughs) Uh, Maybe, maybe their defense can score. I never said how, but but I just said they will. I don't know that I would take that. That's a, that is a bold, that is a bold prediction. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, as much as I hate to admit it right now, it looks like Dallas has the most high-flying offense. Um, I mean, talk about – but on the flip side, they've had a kind of a cakewalk so far of, of, of a schedule, so I don't want to get give them too much credit. Um, so, yeah. No, but it doesn't seem like they have the same problems. It looks like they have more weapons this year um, and someone to protect them from uh, being hit a lot, like – Unlike Deshaun Watson. Yeah, cl- clearly the Amari Cooper has really just opened up the offense overall because there's have more people have to stay honest. So 
good for them. I don't think it'll last. It'll be an exciting year to I, I like a good rivalry being revived. So uh, Eagles. Cowboys, that'll be a good one. All right. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Beautiful. I love it. Uh, we'll catch you next week after the waiver wires and our next week's competition, and we'll see where we're at, and we'll do a recap. Uh, it's good catching up, and I'll talk to you next week, Alex. Have a good week. Later.